Yeah. So, so basically, you know, I think if you're working on, on like one project or you should minimize it and stick to like one solid, um, you know, main idea that you're working on. Um, oh yeah. It's super easy to just get carried away on, on so many different ideas. Like, like, I mean, I think we even talked about this last week. So there's, you can have a thousand things that are 1% complete or one thing that's hundred percent complete. I'm going to take the one thing that's hundred percent complete every time, right? It's, it's much more, it has way more value than a thousand things that are 1% complete. Just that, mm-hmm. that, and, and I find myself, I, I do that all the time and start chasing down all these different ideas. I have so many different ideas, but so what I've, what I've done now is I have picked a project, which is right now is a utility knife kind of working and just, I'm just hammering on that thing. I'm, I'm going to get this knife done. It's been a project that's been, kind of, I come, come back to it and then I go on something else and I come back to it and I go back on something else and I just get little piece, bits and pieces done at a time. But now I'm, now I'm looking to just let's get this thing done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then uh, hopefully once this one's done, I have a few other things I want to make with it, like uh, uh, just a little ecosystem of little bits and pieces I kind of go with it so I actually yeah. I have some input on that too um that I want to throw in there um I like the, the 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 ecosystem aspect of it but um well I guess what's your what's your um update on that you know last week you mentioned um that you were going to have something yeah so I I created a I did a few design sketches and I was just kind of getting an idea getting my the picture I have in my mind and putting it on paper started with that and then the next step was to put it into fusion so i'm using fusion 360 as my cad model model modeling software so mm-hmm. um, put it in fusion as a really basic so it, this thing actually the real knife actually has moving parts right there there's i don't know there's probably going to be about 10 parts total it, it, like individual yeah. pieces not including screws and um so it slides it's like a retracting like a um sliding out the front style Oh, like, a, um, so not like a folding knife, but just, yeah, straight out the front. Right. I'm um, already a fan. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but this, my original model, so what I was doing before, actually, I had kind of, I've been playing with this model a little bit previously, but I tried jumping straight into the actual design of it mm-hmm. where I, it's, it gets a little bit complicated in the little bits and pieces. Not, it's not crazy complicated. I mean, I've designed more complex things at work, but um, just defining all the little bits and pieces and getting all of the defined dimensions is, is a bit challenging. So what I did now, just so that I can get a little win, I need to get, I need to get a win every week. <laughs> so my win this week, this past week, was that I got a basic CAD model done. It's static. So it doesn't slide, doesn't move. You couldn't even, it's not... It just resembles what I'm looking for, yeah. and everything is no moving parts, but everything is there. And and uh, then once I got that model done, I 3D printed it to, so I can get a kind of a feel for it and oh, put it in my pocket and just see how it how does it feel. And and uh, so this is it's kind of it's just black, so you know you you don't have any contrast. It's difficult to give it the contrast that it needs, but mm-hmm. um, I can kind of. It's, it, it's funny because it actually looks like I'm I'm kind of like blanking out the actual object because it's it's just black. All you see is black. Yeah, you don't see any contours or anything. Okay, there we okay, go. Yeah, I can tilt it and 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 then um, so I'm actually showing it in the video, but it's 
it's if you want to check the video at, at some point, well, we'll try to get some pictures up and, yeah, and no, I'll I give see. you some resources on it. But um, so, and essentially the, this notch here, it'll slide forward. So uh -huh. I'll, I'll slide this forward and then it, the blade comes out here. Right. That is so, nuts. yeah. Um, so then I'll have to add a few features to it. This one's a very basic model. Mm -hmm. I, have a, I have more, I, I, my model has actually been since updated, but I wanted to make sure I get one, one done to get it in my hand, feel it, the size of it kind of act like I'm, feels like it's, mm -hmm. like it's a real thing. And then um, it keep moving on. And so, so basically what I'm looking for, looking to do next. So now that I've got this stuff done, I'm going to refine this model and I'm going to add all of the features that I want in the, in the really completed project, as far as like a pocket clip and, and to um, refine the dimensions on this one. Once this one is defined, then I can move on to breaking it down into individual components so that it'll be split into three pieces. So there's actually gonna be like two, two halves here with a piece right in the middle. Mm -hmm. And so in this next week, I'm gonna have these two halves designed. I and think then, the piece in the middle is, well, I mean, that's, that's more of your design. I guess we'll see that, but go. go. Yeah. So. So if you take like a, um, like this one, yeah, see that this is three pieces. So it's it's like a um, two scales. You know the the handles are called scales, and then the, then the center piece is kind of like the body of the, the structure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, the other pieces are part of the structure too. But yeah, so that's uh, made some progress finally. Yeah, gotcha. Well, and I can hold it in my hand. That's cool. What what materials are you trying to use? for it um, and I'm, I'm going to use aluminum and then uh, for the scale uh, maybe some g10 uh, or which is a uh, fiberglass or a composite basically, um, or potentially use some carbon fiber there's there's a lot of different options this one is that that's what i really like about this design this knife is that i can choose so many different options for the material to handle materials it could be wood be aluminum steel um you know, any kind of composites or plastics. They could be injection molded even for a lower cost version. They could be made out of titanium for a higher cost version, you know, machine yes. titanium. So there's a, there's a lot of different ranges. Then there's that centerpiece is um, steel, which will have to be like black oxide or something for rust prevention or some other coating or stainless steel, in which case it could be bare metal. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, no, that, that I mean, I'm just thinking... Because there could be a whole like suite of it where you can have like one of them for like a, you know, like a going out, you know, like a really sleek kind of iPhone feel type of knife. And then you just change those same handles and then you have like a ruggedized like outdoor, um, you know, type of knife. that's kind of what I'm thinking. So I, I love that. And you have the multiple things like a, like a gun feel, you know, so it gives people that customization. Um, right. Yeah. You know, just looking at the materials again, I almost want to push you into getting a couple prototypes out. You know, like right. I was thinking, if we could get, I could, like, um, you know, I have access to the machine shop, and I'm sure we can probably get it at minimal cost if, if you know, we run it, you know, almost like at cost, and get like a sheet placed out on the machine and have them just take out like, you know, 20, 30 of these of these stamps. And then we're able to basically, um, what do you call that? Um, yeah, just kind of piece it together and, and start selling them as like a, 
you know, hand numbered prototype or something. Yeah, so I'll definitely be doing that. But like you said, like you saw with my little little model here, it's just one solid piece. You can't yeah. even it, it's unusable. And then, but to get all of these the um, the scale, once I get those done, I'll get the inside pieces done. There's a few. There's a mechanism that you know needs to hold it out and then yeah. also retract it and such. So once I get you know the mechanism is is everything but the mechanism is pretty straightforward, and I can get that done really quickly. Mm-hmm. But then the mechanism, once I get to that point. It'll take a bit for to refine just the little details, like the the overall general method, like how it works, will be pretty quick. But um, yeah. then the the real details is is where the time consuming part is. And once I but once I get that, definitely I'm I'm gonna start kicking out some three um, machined models of it and get some yeah, prototypes that, going. That'd be fun, you know. I think. Um, I mean, I, I even even that in itself, I haven't seen too many knives or any whatsoever really that, you know, have that, like any commercial or like mainstream ones, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, some custom knives, but I, I really like that sliding up motion, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like- yeah. So there, there are a few um, pretty new actually. So in there, there's some niche kind of, or niche niche niche. I always go back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. <think> everybody does. <laughs> I, I came out niche. I, I typically say niche, but that's funny. Anyway. <laughs> it is niche. Yeah. What is it? Oh, yeah, I don't know. It has that from. mark on the end? Is it like what is it? Yeah. French or I don't yeah, know. Yeah, if, if you say it, if you if you're speaking French, then it's. Really <laughs> yeah. I'm in the U.S., so snitch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. yeah, there's there's a few, in it, but those are mostly like little. Um, came out in Kickstarter funds. They produced yeah, maybe a few hundred of them, but they never actually went full commercial with them. So my plan is to go full commercial and. Yeah, and that, uh, and wholesale and stuff so i'll do direct to consumer as well but more um the really the main goal is to go wholesale mm-hmm. yeah and that that to me that's the main reason why getting a couple prototypes made mm-hmm. um for that reason let's say we show up to a bass pro or something and hey look um you know i have this product here's the model versus like hey look we have this it's ready to go yep um, we can supply blah, 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 you know. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I would, you know, that's, this sounds really cool. I would like to be in like the sales and side of it or whatever. And, you know, maybe you're hitting it in your state and I can do some of the groundwork out here. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll have to talk about, you know, how, what the structure, what, what that would look like. Um, yeah. You know, really kind of my goal with this project is that this is, this has been kind of a pet project for me for a long time. This is kind of a business. It kind of been like a kind of a pet business. So I'm going to try to do it all. I want to do it all and, yeah, yeah. and really learn because it's a learning process for me too. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I've done kind of a little bit similar things, but, but this one's going full scale and, and uh, to, it's a big, big learning process. And I, I want to take advantage of every piece of it. So it'll gotcha. be fun. So it's, and it's different pieces. So um, the way I'm kind of structuring my, my businesses too, is that, I have like kind of a main one on top, which is the design machining. It's like, a, that's like the call it the parent company, but then these smaller mm-hmm. ones, like these actually my projects are going to live underneath that parent company as either do, doing business as likely or um, a potentially even a, a, a separate entity, but that's owned by that parent company. So there's, yeah. you know, there's, there's a lot of different ways to structure businesses. Easiest right now, I have an LLC, so I'm just going to do a DBA under this you know outdoor company and and just start kicking them out so um 
yeah it'll be it's fun yeah that's cool though yeah no I'm yeah pretty excited about that um the knife project because i was i was thinking um you know i guess one of my ideas was that that suite of of objects you know because i i know it is like there's been a pattern in some of the things that we've been talking about a lot of it seems to be you know hovering around that outdoor um area so i was thinking you know it would almost make more sense to get that um, backpack that I was mentioning um, where, you know, it could have like the outdoor, you know, hiking, camping suite mixed in. I don't know at what point, you know, it could always just be like your own project and I could just be like carrying it through a site or something, you know, similar mm -hmm. to your just a little sub project that kicking off, but um, just basically being able to, team up on on hitting a niche versus um you know kind of dumping off one project into one company and then a whole another company for another project it's like having that like outdoor umbrella and then almost like sticking to that common interest um at least at the products that we put out and you know like you said maybe you come out with the solid one and i come out with one solid product and at that point now there's two products to offer as a um you know, as a, as a, as a suite, because along with that, um, I have some contacts in China where I don't know if you've seen those cargo boxes, but, it, um, where people use some, um, they're used in like law enforcement for like weapons, or they'll have some that'll slide out and have like all these computers and drones, or, or, I mean, even for like, um, like hunting or going out, people keep their rough rifles and in, in like the whole base of the bed or something. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen those. Those are, those are pretty slick. I, yeah, I never yeah. actually had one, never owned one, but I've looked at them and looked at, looked at building my own out of wood or something. Just yeah. So I can throw one in the back of my truck, but yeah, it's very yeah. easy to do it. Cause, um, Oh no, but did I interrupt you? Or... No, go ahead. Oh uh, no, I was going to say, cause you know, with some, cause like, uh, you know, I worked at a company that did some linear motion stuff. So, like the way a lot of these work is you could lower your, your truck bed and then it'll be at the very base, like a second base to your truck. And then mm -hmm. you slide it out and you could pull it out basically the entire length of the truck. Which gives you a lot of storage space. It's yeah. Really, yeah. yeah super or like, um, you know, some people I would target, for example, it would be, um, so a lot of companies that were making these in the U S but there was one that I have a contact with that's like an entire Chinese manufacturer that could mm -hmm. um, basically private label it for, for me or us or, you know, the suite. And we can have some basically customized to have like, um, you know, an entire, you know, it could always be like just a tackle box, but it could be like an entire suite where you open it and it has like a, you know, band, a first aid kit or something like that. Like everything that you would need, or even just having the box itself, and then be like, okay, we can provide you with the boxes. We can provide you with the backpack. We can provide you with the knife. We can provide you with this whole series of like highly engineered um, camping outdoor components. Yeah. You know, because even those, those suites, I mean, those, those boxes, we can get creative. Like we can have it slide out and then like lift up in shelves and open up like a, um, you know, like a fishing tackle box, if it's like a custom fishing application. Um, and I could just have it manufactured out there and, and send out, you know, yeah. 
we'd probably need a couple um, standard ones so that we can have them out here to save, uh, you know, those like seven weeks of water, whatever it's at now. It's just like stuff's like not yeah. true. Um, yeah, yeah, stuff is definitely. That, that was kind of my, my um, I guess my idea to, to mm-hmm. that would tie that whole thing, you know, and that way it's more targeted towards like that outdoor market. Um, right, yeah, and there's a couple of different ways you can do that even because honestly, I mean, there are, um, you could be each of these different things it could even be, even if they were under their own name, but, you know, you have, say you have three, for each of these three things you have different like mm-hmm. little companies but then you can sell them you can create like a um a store kind of that would carry these in, and then that would be like the contact point to to reach out to everybody they don't have to have the same name stamped on them mm-hmm. but they could still you know you could still you're still selling all three to yeah, any yeah. of your um the, the people your your vendors and such that makes sense um you know i always just go for for branding though like it's like the more products that have that same brand, the bigger, like Harbor, Harbor Freight, <laughs> they put their name on everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, and then um, at the same time, it depends on what, you know, what exactly you're looking to do, because uh, if you look at uh, Apple, for example, they, they, they produce, they have like a kind of a suite of different products, uh-huh. but they're all very, very similar. Right. So yeah. now if you have a, a different company, now, if Apple were to create a um, pocket knife, because we're talking about them, <laughs> that would be weird, right? An Apple pocket knife is like is weird. So they do have to be pretty closely related to yeah. so that branding even works. Mm-hmm. Now, now, it does work. Uh, I mean, you look at, um, there are some brands that do cover, like you said, Harbor Freight, but actually their their main brand is, in-house brand is like um, Chicago Electric or uh, oh, yeah, yeah. what is it, you know, and they carry in that brand has covers everything they cover all kinds of different mm-hmm. tools so yeah that, but it, it, they do have the comes down to tools but yeah yeah no that because when you were saying that i was also thinking um the osmo so i got one but it was at the apple store so it's like it's not an apple product but it's very synchronous to the iphone so they were carrying it at the um apple store Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, the, the Osmo. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that, that little gimbal-looking thing. No, I haven't. Oh, it's like a, basically like a tracker. So it's like a, it's almost like a selfie stick, but then I put my phone on it, and whatever I'm recording, I can move the stick, and it mm-hmm. will keep the phone fixed at any – no matter if I move it or anything, it'll keep the phone mm-hmm. always no, okay, so, fixed in space. Yeah, so it's like a, a gimbal. Yeah, yeah, that's what it – yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's pretty cool. But yeah, no, that, that makes sense. Um, you know, another another idea I had this week, and I guess too, um, you know, I brought up that that chair idea last week, right? So I was putting some thought into it and I, you know, drew, drew some napkin sketches to see how it would work out. Mm-hmm. And I think if you were to put the um a little motor, like a direction, multi-directional, like you know, like a ball where it has like those four little motors on each side and it just kind of mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen those kind of motors or tracks where it's like a single pivot point. Yeah. So putting one of those type of motors right in the center with like a rubber ball that would be able to basically do all of the moving for you. And then you can have the control like in, in the, the handlebars, I mean, the, the armrest, like, and all you need is a forward and back 
So then yeah. like whatever direction you move it, right? So you push it, it would move your chair forward. You push it the opposite way, it would move backwards. But then you don't yeah. need a steering mechanism because you just twist your chair and that's the new forward. Like it could oh, be yeah. that simple, you know? Yeah. And so basically you, your, your footing, you know, you can have like a footboard or something and then just a big trackball in the middle. Um, and then, you know, put the, the other wheels will basically just be for support and balance. Not all the, everything would be on that big uh, trackball with the, and the motor doesn't care you know, what way it goes. If it's like a nice rubber, heavy rubber ball, you know, it won't care too much about um, like, like lint or hair on the, I mean, obviously it's going to yeah. stick to it, but it'll also give you the grip, um, you know, find some way to have that self cleaning. Yeah. And then for the tilting thing, I was also thinking if you put like a, like a, basically a, a pivot, like a, two hoops basically and, a, and like a rod through it and you know you have your typical tilt back but then you can have it where it has a like a second lock and that whole pivot just drops the whole front forward almost yeah. the way i tested it i put my chair and i flipped it and i'm like how would it feel if i just dropped forward right so then as you drop forward that same lever would release a second higher tension spring that would automatically race you like a, you know, whatever, six inches to a foot, whatever's comfortable for you to be at a, at a standup height without compromising that like center of gravity. And then um, basically to lower it, you would just pull that lever. So it's, it's, it's kind of have to be like a strong support mechanism. I, I kind of drew it out, but basically, you know, simplifying everything, you just have a lever that would give you that tilt forward and race you motion in one move. And you can pull it back, but then also whatever position you move, you can just press front or back on your chair and it'll okay. move. And then the battery, you know, you can install it within the frame or under the chair. It's no big deal. Yeah. And I, and I think this one would be a good one to, to do some sketches to really get an idea of what's yeah. in your mind, you know, because it's, yeah, it, it's can be, I can kind of understand, you know, portions of what you're, what you're visualizing, but, <laughs> but what's in your mind is, uh, <laughs> you know, but but we can kind of share that later too. Yeah, this, this doesn't help at all. I think it's like a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty it's, all my, it's all in my head. Um, but yeah. yeah, I was thinking um, making that would basically just would, all it would need would be adapting a standard chair. Um, basically disconnecting where the chair connects to the pivot point and adding a hinge so that it has the tilt front tilting ability. Mm. Um, I mean, it would almost almost like even being able to make it as a attachment to your current chair. Yeah, if you could do that, if you could make it as an just an additional like an attachment feature to a, an existing chair, it seems like that makes it more universal. And, and universal is always good because in many products it's good because then yeah. it's um, you have that much more of a market. But. You're right, because that's actually, yeah, I was. Take a quick note on that. <laughs> yeah, because I, I think I think the pivoting part could be universal, but the motor part might not be. That would have to be a standalone product. Right, yeah. But I mean, 
Yeah, because from my experience, most of the bolt patterns on the computer chairs are almost always the same. They're pretty close, yeah. Yeah, just putting like a slotted feature that you can just add an attachment and it's going to raise your chair maybe like, I don't know, four inches so that that'll give you that compensation for when you're up, so your feet are at a comfortable near standing position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would, that would actually be pretty pretty cool one. I could always just do it to my chair and test it out. Yeah. <laughs> an aluminum little frame. Yeah. Um, well, I have an I have an old junker chair. You can have it. <laughs> <laughs> I got it for free off the side of the road. Yeah, just, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not terrible, but it's not great. So whatever. <laughs> I fit in it anyway. <laughs> um, you know, another thing too that I that I thought of was you know at the gym, um, every, and you kind of gave me this idea. I just kind of stole it, but I, I adapted it for me. Yeah. Um, if every single machine, right? So let's say the f- bench press or like, you know, everyone, they had this little like attachment that was like t- with like a little, you know, those little rubber or plastic strings that they used to hold the, the little pins on the machines or something. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like a, almost like a magic eraser. I don't know. I don't know how that would react to the skin, but almost like a magic eraser or something like not wet or even if it was like a disposable container that you can yeah. just wipe down the machine really quick and stick it back into like an area that was non-invasive yeah i think that'd be great because it's you know you go to the gym and, and most of them the or maybe i don't want to say most but many gyms require like you bring your own towels and you wipe your own stuff after you're done but mm-hmm. if you could have something that's just always attached to it, it's always clean you know you can't hang a towel off the machine and just leave that there for that machine now that's yeah it's, it's not it's, economical it's, no it's not economical and it's, and it's still soaking up somebody else's sweat so you don't even want to touch it anymore yeah, yeah. No, but if you had something that was always like sanitized it, it's a clean like something whatever it might be it's sponge style like you said magic eraser thing or something that's always kind of sanitized and and then you just wipe your machine down really quick before and then after and you know you're getting a clean machine every time everybody else getting a clean machine and it's just it just sticks and even it could even have a magnet on it because all these machines are made out of metal right so you just exactly that's what i was stick saying. it on there has a little lanyard like you were saying one of those little springy lanyards It'll steal it and and just you know wipe your machine down and, and there you go so I think that would be pretty cool. I haven't, no, I haven't spent a lot of time in gyms. I think you've spent a lot more time than me, but um, it, it's, so you're more familiar with, with a gym, but um, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen any kind of like a, something that's attached to the machine there, easy, easy to clean. So your market's huge, right? So. Yeah. Cause, cause I was thinking as, as you were saying this um, at my gyms, right. So it's a funny story. COVID shut everything down and I was right. about 24 so I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. That's, that's nice. I literally picked up the phone and I called every gym within like a 20 mile radius of my home. I'm like, Hey, are you guys staying open? Hey, are you guys staying open? And I found one that was staying open because yeah. private gyms get to choose their own ordinances. And, you know, the whole, the whole um, logic was, Hey, people need to work out to stay healthy. So we're going to keep this open to give people the ability to work out and and increase their their immune system so they were able to stay open and basically i went there and i got a year membership right away because i'm like i'm not gonna miss this out um and nothing it was awesome it was the exact same thing but they added um little like multiple stations where 
basically they have more cleaning equipment. So they had these dis disposable um, rags that you get it and wipe down, or they had these, um, what do you call that? Uh, yeah, you know, just the typical spray bottle and the towel. So they added more of those. So people just wipe down before and after each use. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I was, as you were saying that I was like, what if each machine had their own little individual, even if it was an individual little spray bottle, that's all it takes. With, you know, yeah. Even with the sponge attached to it or something. Or, you know, well, then, you know, I think the problem, though, if it has a sponge, it's going to be soaking up stuff and you want something disposable after each use. But you need somehow to refresh the surface like a sponge or a typical sponge wouldn't work. But but um, something where you could like, you know, what would that be? Because if you could, if it didn't produce any kind of trash, that would be ideal. Right? Or, or, or like, so you don't, don't have to take it, tear a piece off and then take it to the trash can because now you're moving out of your way rather than heading to the Yeah, you want to just reach and clean and jump on. Yeah. So, you know, like, you're just kind of like, just a crazy idea. But like, you know, those, um, it, I haven't seen them in a long time, but there's uh, hand dryers, like towels in, in some bathrooms I've seen where like public bathrooms, where it's like a big spool there's a roll of towels on each end and you pull a fresh chunk of towel out mm -hmm. and it sucks it back in the other end so it's basically it just it unspools from one end and it coils it up in the other end and now this is actually like real towel material and you just dry your hands on it the next person pulls strips another oh, wow. chunk of towel <laughs> out so it's not paper towel it's actually a real towel but it's just a really long paper towel that's spooled up on each end so as you unspool a fresh towel it re-spools the dirty towel and then once it's all used up they take it out and they throw it in the wash and then they put it back in right so um now i haven't seen those very much and there's probably a reason for it people just don't like them because high maintenance but but now in this case if you just swap those things it like basically have a little cartridge thing of some sort where you just you get a fresh chunk of of towel and it could be paper towel that's fine but like so you can just spin a, something a little bit and get a fresh piece spray wipe and there you go right so you always have a fresh piece of i'm thinking wipe. you know that's a that's actually an amazing idea because i'm thinking now imagine this it's almost like a a tape you know those tape guns for boxes those box tapers mm -hmm. so almost, it's almost something like that mixed in with like a lint roller where it's like disposable mm -hmm. but then if it also has the opposite and where it's collecting its own trash and you just dump out the used roll. Right, um, yeah. So it would be like a, a, a roll that's kind of on a spring or something. So automatically spools it up as you go. Because then I'm thinking two options. You can have the roll coated with the cleaning gel and basically you almost like wipe it across the bench like a few times. And then once you put it back into the charging station, if you want to call it that, or the docking station, mm -hmm. it would activate the next charge. That way the person knows exactly how much to use each time. And then mm -hmm. once you dock it, it reactivates the next charge. Um, you know, another option would be if it was almost like a swifter material or something like a, something that's not going to mm -hmm. rip when you wet it, but it had like a little tank of cleaner in there. So the same thing, you just wipe it down with the little wad or like a wand, almost like a cleaning wand. And then when you re-rack it, it just like twists or it twists the material into a fresh um, 
like unused material, you know, and it could almost be like a, like a two, two roller type of thing, you know, like a, like the gun, the gun um, barrel things. Yeah. Yeah. So there's something to think about. So I, I think that could be, I haven't seen it. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I haven't looked it up, but it, I haven't seen one. So um, it, in some, some form of that, I think could be pretty, yeah. pretty good. Because I mean, I would, I would literally, you know, get like a couple prototypes made and just show up to gyms, just walk in and be like, it's all the start with all the private gyms, get all of these guys hooked and then move up to the, especially now with all of this, um, you know, extra clean, cleanliness certifications. Imagine you can have that for like restaurants where, I mean, I've seen these waiters, they're cleaning tables with dirty towels. Oh, and they just do a quick like yeah, wipe, and then they're gone. You know, it's like, yeah, definitely. They just smeared that like spaghetti sauce. <laughs> I'm like touching it, and it's all sticky and stuff. Yeah, when the tables are still sticky, it's kind of fun. Yeah, I give these people a little like a ironing, like, almost like an iron, mm-hmm. and they come in, and you know, UV is not going to be fast enough. But if it has like oh, a yeah. like a rechargeable pad, and you just come in and wipe it down. And just dock it, you know, you can have stations throughout the restaurant and then make it look nice, almost like a chandelier or something. And you just dock it back into the wall and it cleans it. And then they just pick it up and clean up their table after each um, person. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. You just expanded your market. You got it from from gyms to gyms and restaurants. So, yeah, actually, I I like that that thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think anything. Like, you, I, I would, I would say that something similar in a different application in a different market probably exists that you could take as a prototype, go buy one, yeah. modify it a little bit, and then use it. Go sell that thing, right? So it's already, it, it already probably exists. Like pretty much, not pretty much anything, but many things that we come up with, many ideas that we think yeah. of they do exist in a different form in a different market where you could just take it, tweak it a little bit and apply it to a different market. And there you go. Like you, you mm-hmm. solve the problem with 90% of the work was already done. So that's what I always look for in any kind of a new idea. Where else would you find something like that? Mm-hmm. And, and now don't look for anything that's like sanitizing anything because no, that's not, that doesn't exist, but, yeah, but some kind now of- something in a, I don't know, maybe it's for applying, maybe it's a paint applicator, right? So it's like, essentially it has like a, a cartridge that's full of paint and you wipe it on your wall and it automatically refreshes and like pulls the the roll back through the fresh paint and then you get you get new paint and you're painting your wall with that thing so mm-hmm. and, and and again now e- either i just either one i just came up with another application for a very similar product or i found something that does exist and you can you can change so you need to look for this and mm-hmm. then um you know so um if you create that thing maybe you can just take the same thing fill it with paint and now you have a paint applicator (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. so i don't know yeah it's fun to think about that kind of stuff so yeah and then um another one one last idea something that i've just i was thinking about because the house i'm in right now has a it actually has the the outside spigot it has hot and cold so i'm like that's awesome right so i love having hot water outside so i can hose off my when i'm done mountain biking Hot water cleans, it peels dirt off so much better, right? It just, it just cleans dirt off much better. Yeah. Now, get, you know, many places don't have that. Like, I would say the majority of places don't have hot and cold outside. Yeah. So, if you just have cold, 
have an inline heater. You just screw it right in line with your hose mm-hmm. and plug it in and it heats your water as you go. So you can wash your car or wash your bike or whatever you want to do outside. Maybe you need to, maybe you're super muddy and you need to hose off outside before you go inside, which I've had before too. Like I, mm-hmm. I, mean, I was raised on a little farm and sometimes we'd be playing in mud pits all day. Yeah, I come back inside. My mom's like, no, no, you're not coming back inside. You're way too muddy. <laughs> and we go outside. We have to get hosed off with this freezing cold water. And yeah. Yeah, that wasn't very fun. But now if you have just an inline water heater, warms up the water, you adjust the temperature on it. And it, it would have to have a pretty powerful element to heat the water that fast as it's moving, you know, because you're depending on you would have to have a, like a, um, a flow rate limitation just to, uh, based on getting how warm you want it to be. Yeah. But but it's doable, right? And and um, again, this is another one of those things. I I came up with the idea, haven't researched it because, well, I'm focused on the knife. So um, it's something I want to think about. Yeah. Well, to that one, I've actually, I've had experience with these. Um, they have them already for showers, um, almost like for camping and stuff like that, where they'll put um, like a little device right in the shower head. And, you know, one, one issue is that it's connected to the power. So you need to plug it into some current and basically the water's coming in, it's going through the heating element and coming out hot. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you control the heat. I think I'm pretty sure it's like a coil that it's going through some kind of coil. Yeah. Um, so I can definitely see it as like a shower head. I mean, like a, almost like the, the head of the, of the hose. Mm-hmm. Um, you would just have to find a way to power it. Um, I don't know what the best way for that would be if a battery can hold enough power for a full use or not likely plug it in yeah you'd have to you'd probably have to plug it in but Mm -hmm. um, because i mean like stuff to shave i'll use these machines for like two three four weeks and they'll be you know okay for a couple seconds because you're not you know but if you're washing your car that's you know a longer use definitely yeah that's that's a lot of energy that goes into that so Mm -hmm. but but yeah you know i'm kind of out of time so yeah uh, just wrap it up here and then and if anybody has any questions and it has wants to reach out just reach go, out. Up, go onto the website designkitchen.org and you can submit questions there reach out to us see what you think about the website explore see what we have on there cool so everybody it was great thank you for your time and um enjoy the rest of your day and you know reach out to us at designkitchen.org like steve said uh,